Hi, and welcome to the Vancouver Life Podcast. This podcast is created to answer the most talked about questions when it comes to navigating the Vancouver real estate market. I'm your host, Dan Wartell, a licensed agent and accredited real estate investment advisor based here in Vancouver, and I'm joined by my co-host, Ryan Dash. Hi, Dan. I'm also a local realtor, an exhausted father of two, husband of one, and really happy to be here. Let's get right into today's episode. Vancouver is experiencing a drought of inventory. Hey everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Vancouver Life Real Estate Podcast and YouTube channel. Uh, quick side note, um, we're going to be talking about GVRD stats this week because the August details are out, uh, but we also are been, we've been taking a big look at the macro picture of, of course, what's happening across Canada. So we're going to release a bonus episode this weekend, probably on Sunday. Uh, so if you want to make sure that you get notified of that, please subscribe, hit the bell to get notifications, and let's get right into today's episode. So like the sort of tagline suggested, we're experiencing a serious drought of inventory right now. Uh, inventory is incredibly tight and it's the inventory is really dictating uh, what the market is doing as far as pricing and um, of course what's going to happen moving forward. So let's get into what happened in August. We'll start with sales. Ryan, why don't you kick off with uh, some of those details? Yeah. Okay. So sales for the month of August actually pretty low. <laughs> 3,152 for the month of August. Uh, this is a 3.4, call it three and a half percent increase from this time last year. Um, but more of the same story. It's actually more like a 5.2% decrease from the month before, from July, 2021. Um, again, it kind of feels like it's slowing down out there, but uh, we got to remember we're still miles above where the averages are, right? So let's let's not forget that March was extreme. We were doing 200 kilometers an hour on the highway, um, and we've kind of throttled back to like you know 120, 130 here. <laughs> yeah. The reason I say that is because you know last month's sales were still 20.4 percent above the 10-year August sales average. Yeah, that's that's the important part there. So while it really felt slow, it, the data kind of speaks otherwise. And I think a, a good reference point for this as well is anyone who lived through 2016 and 2017, which is sort of like the last real estate land rush craze that we experienced with extreme price appreciation. Um, in August of 2016, there was 2,300 sales that were made. We're well above that, okay? And then in 2017, there was 3,060. Um, so we are about, gosh, I mean, we're higher than both of those months, just last month. But do keep in mind, both of those years, there was 11% more inventory. So we're seeing way less inventory, and yet we're seeing higher sales volumes than the two previous peak Augusts ever recorded. So sales, again, like Ryan touched on, because things were so extreme through spring that the pullback feels like things are slow. But when you take that bigger look, you actually realize the, the numbers are pretty significant for a month of August. Yeah, we're, I mean, we're, it's important to remember and keep this in context that we are really dealing with systemic supply issues, right? Like a, we've been undersupplied now for probably a decade, you know, honestly speaking. Um, and that's probably why we're hearing about this in, in the federal election, right? But we'll touch on that in a little bit. Um, or you can go back and see our last video about, you know, all the crazy promises that people are making. 
Um, anyhow, uh, so listings for the month of August, uh, 4,032 properties were listed in August 2021. Uh, this is a 30.6% decrease compared to August 2020 and a 7.9% decrease compared to July. Um, sales are up 3.4% year over year, but listings, holy cow, listings are down 30.6%. <laughs> Yeah, big, big numbers and, and big swings. So you got to think, you know, last August when things were just starting to really pick up again, people were starting to focus on real estate after somewhat easing their nerves regarding the pandemic. Uh, to think that we have almost a third less listings than this time last year while sales are outpacing it, it's really dictating why things are where they are. Yeah, exactly. Um Anyhow, well, let's uh, let's touch on inventory, Dan, because inventory is obviously what we're talking about, and, and supply and inventory are the big, big items here. And then we'll get on to the sales to active ratio, which is my favorite. But first, maybe you just want to touch on um, and total inventory. Yeah, so inventory, we're basically just over 9,000 units actively listed right now. Um, this is a 30% decrease from last year. So, you know, inventory is a third almost of what it was a year ago. We kind of touched on that earlier. That means things are dry. It is tight. Um, and we're almost 9% down from just last month. So, you know, you look overall, uh, including all property types, we're sitting at about three and a half months of total inventory. Um, that really kind of lends to what is happening in the sales to active listings ratio, which Ryan's going to dig into now. Do you, Dan, just before we do that, mm. um, out of curiosity, do you think that inventory number is going to get better or worse come September? You know, I feel like we're getting into what should be a normal cycle, meaning that we're going to see an elevation of both. We're going to see an increase in listings, but with all these people really looking for the new homes, we're going to see that inventory gobbled up. So I feel like it's going to be quite status quo in the next few months as far as total months of inventory uh, is concerned. So it's going to probably hover in and around between three to three and a half to four months of inventory total for the fall season. I would hope it's at least that high. <laughs> and and let's, let's be honest here. This is very low, right? This yeah, is very low inventory. Right. So, I mean, even staying here means it's kind of uh, jumping along the bottom, if you will. Yeah. Um, let's go to sales to active ratio, because again, that always talks about the, uh, the mood in which we're in, whether it's a seller's market, the buyer's market. I mean, we haven't been in a buyer's market for a long time. And based on a 35% uh, sales to active ratio uh, for the month of August, I mean, that's actually up compared to July, which was a 31%. So if anything, I feel like we're kind of, like you said, Dan, bouncing off the bottom here. Um, you know, and, and if that sales to active ratio continues to climb, you can expect that inventory to get gobbled up even faster and faster and faster. That three and a half months of total inventory will, will shrink, essentially. That's it. So March was kind of like the crazy all-time peak for, or second peak rather, for uh, the sales to active listings ratio at like 58%. It's dropped, like we just mentioned, four months in a row. But again, the fact that it has now done its first increase in four months, and really, you know, if you're watching YouTube and you can see the graph here, you can see where it has just elevated to is really in line what's with what's been happening for the last two years. And, you know, outside of December, which was a, a huge month, you have to go all the way back to June of 2017 to have a sales to active listings ratio where it is today. So things are incredibly elevated. 
Yeah, and that, that just goes to show that, you know, people out there thinking that it's going to be quiet, um, I just don't see that relief coming. Uh, not yet, anyways. And if the numbers, like we said, continue to actually go north, then we are still miles away from even a balanced market, let alone a buyer's market, right? Um, so just to break it down um, by asset class, 25.3% for detached homes, right? Or maybe I should clarify, 12 to 20% is your, is your balanced market, right? Anything less than 12, you're in a buyer's market. Anything north of 20, you're in a seller's market. Detached homes, 25.3%. Townhomes, 51.8% astronomical number uh 39.2 for apartments and condos um all around seller's market guys i can't there's really not much to say about it um and with like we said with july being at 31 percent and august coming in at 35 i'd be really surprised if that dips again totally agree totally agree so let's talk about price now everyone always uh, is obviously the most interested in what's happening with pricing uh your average home in vancouver as of August, $1,176,000 uh, compared to August of last year. That's up 13%. Um, but again, we are a little bit flat right now, right? Through summer, uh, we only saw about a 0.1% increase last month. Uh, and yes, this is in reference to the HPI, uh, which we've touched on before. You know, this is kind of what the um, Stats Center at REBGV uh, kind of considers the most accurate. Uh, but we like to dissect that a little further and also look at the median and average prices. Uh, so median and average are telling a very interesting story this month. Median prices are at $855,000. This is down $4,000 from just last month. And it's actually the fourth straight month of declines uh, since they peaked in April at about $922,000. But significant drop. it's a very significant drop. We're talking, you know, $70,000 there mm -hmm. yeah. in median. On the other side, the average price is actually up $20,000 from last month, um, averaging now $1,171,000. Um, and this is only off about 40000 from that April peak, whereas the median was down seventy. So how is this happening? How does median go down, but average goes up? Well, I think what we're seeing out there is less of the sort of higher end, but not a luxury end, detached homes are being purchased less, right? There's less $3 million homes that are being purchased, which will bring down your median. But because maybe there, uh, there's a, a higher frequency of homes, uh, you know, over that 1.2 million being purchased, that's what's bringing the averages up. That makes sense. Thanks for clarifying that. I always get the, the median and average mixed up. So it's, um, it's nice to have that explained clearly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, if, if you sold 100 homes in a year, home number 50 is your median price, whereas average is all of them divided by 100. That's why Dan's the stats guy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but again, it, it does tell a very interesting story. So like uh, like we touched on, median down, average up, HPI flat. So again, you need all three to really make a decisive decision on where pricing kind of really is. Um, but, you know, let's break this down by property type. Yes, because the average price of a Vancouver property versus the average price of a detached home in Vancouver is a very different number. Um, 
So detached homes, we have 945 of them sell. Um, this is a 13.7% decrease from August of last year. Um, however, the average price for a detached home is 1.8 million, 1.807 to be exact. That's a 20.4% increase year over year. I mean, that's a staggering number for a housing supply number. Um, I mean, a housing price number to go that high, um, considering last year. That being said, um, over July, it's only a 0.3% increase, so quite flat, meaning I think, you know, detached homes made that run, and now they've become so expensive. Um, and you can also tell by, you know, even though we're still in a seller's market in terms of the sales to active ratio at 25.3%, it is the lowest of the three, and that's due in part likely to the high price and low inventory numbers. Well put. Um, in contrast, let's look at condos now, where there's about six, uh, 1,630 that were sold last month, but that volume is a 22.5% increase compared to last August, right? So you've got detached homes, which dropped about 14% in volume, condos up 225 that tells you where a lot of the attention is right now. And uh, I think this is going to be largely driven by uh, a lot of people that maybe moved to the burbs and are coming back. A lot of people that are going to be working downtown again and uh, want to work or sorry, rather live close to where they work. Um, average price for these condos are now at $735,000, which from a year ago, they're actually up seven and a half percent. Which, you know, come August of last year, and I think if you told anyone that condos were going to go up 7.5% in the next 12 months, most would have thought you were crazy. Yeah, and, you know, I, I think that the other reason for that, too, um, and I got, a, I got a comment about the condos, too, or at least a question. Um, I feel that the reason that we're only at 7.5% comparatively to 20.4%, one is affordability, right? So everyone was trying to buy houses, and then everybody was trying to buy townhomes. And now all that's left, because inventory's been gobbled up, are condos, right? And that's the typical story. It's historically done this before. My question is, is, is the 7.6% increase in terms of price point, is it done yet? Or are we still going to see more appreciation now because there is simply very little of everything else right um i don't know it's we'll, we'll see yeah good point I, I i would put my bet on we will see condos increase uh, largely because of the reasons you just said uh and also because that's what's being built right now and so if it's the only thing that's kind of available that's where the attention and the volumes are going to naturally lead to yeah townhomes Oh, sorry, just to finish, uh, last month as well, oh. condos, uh, they actually saw a slight decrease in price of 0.2%. Mm. So, you know, uh, detached up 0.3, condos down 0.2, you know, again, a relatively flat, stable market right now. Yep. Well, in seller's market, but a flatlining one. Mm -hmm. Townhomes, 576 of them sold last month. Uh, this is a 7.1% decrease compared to August of last year. Um Price point, $952,600, or a 16.5% increase from August last year. It's a very healthy increase. Uh, also looking at 0.3% increase in terms of price compared to July. So again, flat on all fronts when it comes to price, month over month. 
right? <laughs> Certainly not year over year, <laughs> but, but month over month. Yeah, and it was not that long ago that we were seeing some of these properties going up uh, two to three percent month over month. So it's uh, it's nice to see that in a much more stable environment. So where are we going now? Yeah, the big question. So where does this set us up? Because we're coming out of summer now, right? We are in September, and we are technically at the beginning of what looks to be a somewhat normal, if I will, fall market. And what I mean by that is it's been nothing but normal the last 18 months, understandably. Um, the coronavirus kind of threw real estate markets out the window and, and all new behaviors were created. That said, uh, even as tumultuous as it is out there right now, I feel the market is starting to normalize. And I think we're going to start to see elevated sales volumes increase in fall and next spring, avoiding, of course, or outstanding any outstanding uh, unknown issues or a fifth wave, whatever happens. Right. Um, but the biggest thing that we want to hit home today is pricing, right? It's, it's always going to be the biggest, uh, I guess, deciding factor for a lot of people when they're deciding to buy or sell and where's pricing going to go. Um, as we touched on earlier, there's only three and a half months of inventory out there. Um, and also, I think it's good to reference the last time that we saw any kind of consistent downward pressure on prices was from the period of June 2018 all the way down to September 2019. Um, that was an environment where in August of 2018, for example, uh, we only saw 1,940 sales. That's 40% less than what we saw just last month. While at the same time, inventory was at 12,800, 40% higher than we are now. So that's we're a very like, I mean, that's six and a half months of inventory compared to three and a half now. So we are very far away from an environment that will allow for consistent downward pressure on prices. And I need people to understand that, right? It's not like, oh, things are slower. That means prices are going down. Compare that to the last time prices actually went down and you will get a good understanding that things need to be drastically different for downward prices to actually happen consistently for a few months in a row at least. Um, it's basically considered that you need five plus months of inventory for three plus months for any real downward pressure on prices to happen. So, and I mean, at this point, we're not seeing numbers anywhere near that. Now, you know, do I think we're going to see what we saw last year? Definitely not. It's unsustainable. So we're, we're not going to see that level of growth again especially considering once you roll into, you know, mid next year, we'll see if interest rate hikes happen, right? That'll be another thing that could affect the prices. Um, certainly, um, I do think that what you'll see, I, I think you'll see a gradual growth in pricing right now, and that'll correlate directly with the levels of activity. Um, a lot of people did buy in the region over the course of the springtime, right? And obviously the numbers in, in, in the summertime Weren't, weren't slow compared to their 10-year averages either. So don't expect us to return to like a pre-2016 market where we're doing 80,000 units a year. You know, to, to compare to compare year over year, this year we're on pace to do 130,000 sales for the region. That's, that, that's, I think, the highest it's ever been. It's staggering, <laughs> right? And to give you some perspective, you know, 2016 was around 100,000 units, right? So I think we're going to see much closer to those levels come this time next year. Um, so still, again, quite elevated off of the averages, which are, you know, in those sort of mid 80s to, to low 90s. We're still going to be well above that, the, 
the averages, the 10-year averages. So don't expect things like multiple offers to go away, competition to go away. Um, it's not going anywhere. Um, but I, I'm not convinced you'll see four or $500,000 over the list price. I, I can uh, concur basically with all that. And I think it's uh, also important to remember that the credit growth has been immense over the last three months, meaning people have been applying for mortgages at record rates. So what happens uh, 60 to 90 days after people get a mortgage? They buy a home and uh, they're going to be buying a home in a very tight environment. So it's going to be competitive. Uh, it's going to sustain and likely gradually increase prices as well. That is our, that it seems to be like uh, both of our guesses for the next, uh, I don't know, three, four months, probably. I just want to touch on one last thing. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we had Vince Taylor come on our podcast and he did mention that he felt like the next big push for real estate will come actually on the announcements on the heels of announcements that interest rate hikes are going to be coming. And that'll likely be sort of your FOMO buyers, right? That'll be the silly money coming in. Um, I, I think that um, a lot of the smart money in the last year got into assets and there's anticipating inflation and is going to grow with that. I think uh, when you start to see interest rate hikes, um, any kind of supply that's grown at that point, there will be this fear that they're not going to get a good rate going forward for the next five years. So you're going to see a ton, tremendous amount of people locking in that could be what we're seeing now. Um, and, you know, over the next three to six months, we're going to see that that buying take place, probably at a little bit of an elevated pace. And then, you know, we'll see what the feds do with interest rates. And that's when we'll see our first real big change in the market. There you go. People do react on news. There's no doubt about that. Um, so thank you again so much for listening and watching. Uh, please remember tomorrow, we are releasing a macro version of what is happening in housing across Canada. Uh, if that's something that you think you might be interested in, please give us a subscribe and a follow, and uh, we'll be happy to make sure you get a copy. So thanks, and uh, we'll see you soon. That wraps up this edition of the Vancouver Life Podcast. For more information on this podcast and to access a ton of free downloads, investment opportunities, current market info, and homes for sale, you can find it all at www.thevancouverlife.com. Thanks, and we look forward to bringing you more podcasts about Vancouver real estate.